Good morning, Colorado. You're listening to The Daily Sunup. The Daily Sunup podcast is a conversation with the Colorado Sun. See our trust indicators at coloradosun.com slash ethics. It's Tuesday, February 13th. Today, Sun business reporter Tamara Chung talks about how the state is trying to protect consumer data and how we're doing compared to the rest of the country. Before we begin, Colorado Sun News may be free, but it is not free to produce, thanks to our members who make our journalism possible. This week only, first-time members can join us with a special 20% off introductory rate for select membership packages. Visit coloradosun.com slash save20 for more details. Again, that's coloradosun.com slash save, S-A-V-E, 20, T-W-E-N-T-Y. Members power the sun, and we are grateful for your support. Now, let's go back in time with some Colorado history. During this week in 1950, Aspen hosted its inaugural international skiing competition. The event attracted more than 100 athletes from 14 countries, marking its rise as a premier winter resort. Organized by the International Ski Federation, it highlighted Aspen's evolution from a 19th century mining town to a luxury ski destination. This competition not only showcased Colorado's capacity to attract global visitors, but also symbolized a moment of international camaraderie when Governor Naus interacted with Russian athletes despite Cold War tensions. Before we continue, the Colorado Sun has virtual and in-person events all year long. Join conversations on politics, healthcare, the environment, transportation, education, and much more. Sign up for the free events monthly email so you can be the first in line for registration. Visit coloradosun.com slash events today. Next, our feature story. Hey, thanks for sticking with us today on The Sun Up. I'm David Krause, one of the editors here at The Sun. It's a beautiful Tuesday. It's always a beautiful Tuesday in Colorado. That's what I tell people, even when it's raining, snowing, or freezing. It's always beautiful in this state. But I am here to enjoy the day and talk a little business with Sun reporter Tamara Chung. Tamara, how are you? I'm good. How's everyone? Well, I'll answer for everybody and say everybody's doing great because they live in Colorado. And if they don't, they love the Colorado because that's why they listen to the, the Sun Up, right? Hey, let's do this. You uh, had a um, big topic. Seems like things are always changing when we talk about consumer protections. You had an interesting uh, story on a report that came out, kind of a really um, critical kind of a public interest report uh, when it comes to consumer protections. Um, Colorado is one of a dozen or so states that have actually some laws in place. Tamara, I'm just going to let you pick it up from there and just kind of explain to readers if they haven't w- read the What's Working column yet, um, some of this uh, consumer protection report that you wrote about and why it's interesting for us in Colorado. Yeah. So I have been covering, you know, consumer issues when it comes to technology and over the years have written about privacy laws, um, consumer features and, and, you know, your rights as a consumer. And this is actually a topic I've been meaning to get back to. Um, hadn't written much about the Consumer uh, Privacy Act, which was passed back in 2021. It went into effect last July. And through that, there are different uh, rights for Coloradans who, when it comes to online and, and what is happening with their personal data. And this report reminded me that I needed to sort of revisit that. And 
I was kind of shocked to see that the report gave Colorado a C, even though they called the state the second, uh, uh, the state with the second toughest uh, consumer privacy um, laws on on the books. And, you know, I know from my past coverage, California tends to be pretty strong because they've had a law for a few years longer. Um, there's a European law called uh, GDPR. And, um, you know, that that's basically these laws that are giving consumers the right to delete our information online. So these big tech companies or whoever else aren't tracking us from site to site. So Colorado's gotten a lot uh pretty proactive in this and um, thought I'd revisit this topic with this new report that's out. And and even though um, the law went into effect last July, there are still things that haven't started. And one of them is this sort of feature that California already has on its books, where if you are visiting a site, you should be able to push a button or tell the site, hey, stop tracking me or delete my data, or, you know, any number of things. And uh, last month, the Colorado Attorney General's office approved the first tool that uh, sites and consumers can use to actually do this. So by July 1st, all sites that uh, cater to Colorado residents need to have some sort of uh, tracking uh, information on their site. So you talked to uh, the director of uh, the Don't Sell My Data campaign. campaign. It's part of um, uh, U.S. PERG, which is a U.S. Uh, public interest research group. There's a co-PERG. Uh, it's kind of a progressive advocacy group based out of Denver. R.J. Cross is the director. Colorado is one of 14 states that has some laws. But they got we got a C-plus, and we're second to California. Nobody likes to hear that in Colorado ever, I don't think. Um, what did R.J. Cross say about, you know, their ranking system, maybe, Tamara, and why why did Colorado get a C-plus, even though we have laws in place? Yeah, so the report uh, um, wasn't there to praise states with privacy laws. Uh, R.J. told me that 44 states have actually uh, proposed or considered some sort of consumer privacy bill since 2018. And obviously of those, only 14 have passed. And and even though Colorado's, which, they, you know, PERG um, rated as like the second strongest and uh, only gave Colorado a C, several other states got Fs. So, and these are the states that already have laws on the books. And when I asked, RJ, well, what about the other states that don't even have laws? You know, are they, <laughs> how do you rate them? And she basically said, well, I consider them incomplete because they haven't even gotten that far. So this was really a, um, um, you know, it, PERG is a consumer advocacy group. So they're trying to push more consumer friendly laws out there. So take that with a grain of salt when you read the report, but you know, we're all consumers here and we don't really want our data to be tracked by who knows what and going to who knows where. Um, and a lot of that continues to happen in the U.S. So part of it is you um, talk to the state attorney general's office, Phil Weiser's group. Um, they took a look at the report. Um, I think Phil Weiser called it a demanding curve. Would it 
what did the AG's office say um, in related in relationship, Tim, or to the report and maybe things that could help get the grade up a little bit higher? Yeah, well, the AG's office has been one of the prime advocates, really, of of a lot of these laws as well. So, you know, to him, um, AG Weiser was kind of like, well, you know, I'm, I'm glad they're giving us the feedback because he's always pushing for um, something stronger to protect the citizens of Colorado. Um, and, and he noted, you know, because I, I did ask about, you know, for a business, especially small businesses, um, this is a lot of, uh, it, it can be a lot of extra work to make sure your site is in compliance. Um, you know, I mean, other parts of the law are to, you know, when you uh, take a customer's data and then if they stop being your customer or you don't need the data anymore, you delete it. Or if you don't need certain pieces of data, don't ask for it. You know, I know we kind of do that here at the Colorado Sun as well. And, you know, you might be asking me about those questions later, but I'm always happy to be as transparent as possible in that. Well, let's roll into that because you and I kind of talked about that in our pre-production conversation. And, and you know, we do strive for transparency here. And, you know, it feels weird to talk about consumer protection when we're a small business that asks for data. So um, for readers, Tamara is our one of our tech gurus and and part of our revenue team and looking ahead to, you know, part of the business plan and all that. Tamara, can you kind of explain to our listeners how we here at The Sun um, can use data to either help what we do or just kind of walk through, you know, what we do with data when we have it? Yeah, actually. So for the most part, you know, our news is online and it's uh, freely accessible to anyone who wants to read it. We are member supported. And if, you know, local, you know, if people become a member, one of the perks is we we don't um, we block pop ups from marketing pop ups from showing up. And uh, but we don't really know if you are a member unless you log in. So to log in, you know, we need your email address and that's how we identify you. And for for since our start, we actually don't really need more than your email address and um, haven't even asked people for their names or anything. But I can tell you that we're running into some issues by not knowing who our um, members actually are. Uh, when we converted to a nonprofit in December, um, for members who want to deduct some of their membership fees, we actually need to know who you are now, or we need a name. So I think we're going to be running a campaign soon for our our friends and the supporters to share their names. But I, I, you know, that's all we really need to offer you up news and to build a business out of local news. But you know, I'm I'm big on consumer privacy as well. You know, and I I try to. Uh, I have anti-tracking extensions on my browsers. I try to block a lot of the ads or any sort of tracking uh, pixels that might be following me around the web. But, you know, one issue with that is it, it can block companies and their sites from knowing who the user is, which is fine in most cases. But like for the Colorado Sun, you know, if you are blocking our cookie, that means your browser may not be filling in your login information, so you're not logged in. And so we're sharing pop-up 
um, marketing ads with you. So that that's kind of just, I mean, for the most part, to me, I'm like, well, then, you know, you don't have to log in and we won't be tracking you. But um, if you want us to remember who you are and block all those pop-ups, then you got to log in and we need your email. But I can tell you, it, our cookie is a simple cookie. We don't follow you around the web. All right. Let's try to end it here with a great explanation of a phrase I hadn't even thought of uh, that you brought into the story. I thought it was interesting. It kind of reminded me of the of the book Neuromancer, which was something I read in college. I think the movie Blade Runner was based off of it about you know being able to tap into your brain, right? This whole idea of neural data. Give me the 101 on that, Tamara. Yeah, so there's actually a lot of um, devices out there that can sort of track your brain waves. Uh, some of these are over the counter. They're past, you know, they're not part of um, medical prescriptions. So there's no HIPAA uh, protecting your privacy with them. And, you know, a lot of people probably have heard that Elon Musk, his Neuralink company recently implanted neurotechnology into a person who is probably paraplegic or, you know, doesn't have, you know, has some disability. So they're hoping to use these the technology to translate brainwaves into text or human you know actions so people who haven't been able to communicate can communicate and so there's a lot of this technology going on um but part of it uh that concerned representative kathy kipp who is a fort collins democrat you know she was wondering well what happens to the data you know and and you know, if this is outside of HIPAA protection, you know, this needs to be, this should be part of the Consumer Privacy Act. So she and some other um, uh, policymakers did propose a law that was recently, you know, got through the House and now is headed to the Senate for debate. But it is, let's see, what was the name? Oh, it's House Bill 1058 called Protect Privacy of Biological Data. And what it would do is is essentially make neuro data part of the the sensitive data that's protected under the state law. And that would be Colorado would be the first state, right, to protect brain rights. Yeah, that's what she said. I um, haven't uh, documented that fully, but it sounds like that's probably true. That's interesting. Now you would think. California or some of these other ones would have thought of that, but a, an interesting kind of yeah. just another interesting piece of this whole protection stuff. Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, even the consumer privacy stuff is is still pretty new because, you know, 20 years ago, even, well, maybe 30 years ago, uh, companies weren't really tracking our digital data. And, and now, you know, it's obviously used for advertising purposes. And there is a lot of questions about you know, even if you ask a company to delete my data, do you know all the companies who are collecting your data? You probably don't. I mean, this is stuff I'd like to get deeper into because I know there's a big advertising uh, community within in Colorado and they probably have some answers. But, you know, I, I wonder about some of these really large companies that people don't understand, you know, they're tracking our data um, and matching our online activities with offline activities. So if there's anyone out there who has questions, you know, send them 
to me uh, so I can find some answers or, or at, at least see what's allowed or what's not allowed. So that's, and I love that because I think our what's working crowd is one of our most engaged group, right? I know that we get a lot of feedback and, and when we have polls, people participate and send little notes. So if you do have any questions on this or concerns or want us to look into anything, uh, Tamara is really easy to reach at. Uh, her email is Tamara at coloradosun.com. Uh, Tamara, thanks for the time today and, and kind of helping break this down for some of us not so tech savvy people, uh, myself probably toward the top of that list. Uh, even though I've been working on computers since I was, you know, literally 16 and back in the early eighties when we were doing computer stuff at newspapers and it was a thing, but I just never still can't wrap my head around it. So I appreciate you doing that. You can read this story, uh, at coloradosun.com, go up and click on the business tab. As I mentioned it before, this is part of, uh, Tamara's weekly free newsletter called what's working. You can check that out at coloradosun.com slash working to sign up there. It comes out every Saturday. And a reminder, as we talked about, the Colorado Sun, we do care about accuracy, inclusion, and transparency. The Sun is part of the Trust Project, and you can go check that out at coloradosun.com slash ethics. Tamara, thanks again for the time and make it a great week. You too. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can read more at coloradosun.com. Finally, here are a few stories that you should know about today. Governor Jared Polis and a bipartisan group of Colorado lawmakers are taking aim at the persistent shortage of healthcare workers. They hope to expand healthcare education programs at higher education institutions across the state. That includes a proposal to create a new medical school at the University of Northern Colorado that could graduate about 150 medical professionals a year. Polis joined lawmakers and leaders from higher education schools Monday afternoon at Denver's Auraria campus to announce plans to introduce the legislation. A backcountry skier was killed by an avalanche Sunday in the mountains southwest of Crested Butte. The Colorado Avalanche Information Center said the skier was caught in an area known as the playground east of Ohio Peak. The skier's partners pulled him from the avalanche debris, but he died from his injuries. His death is at least the second avalanche death in Colorado this season. A 67-year-old backcountry snowboarder died last month after he was caught in an avalanche near Ophir, a small mountain town south of Telluride. A statewide effort to save water in the Colorado River Basin could help conserve up to 17,000 acre-feet of water this year, much more than the 2,500 acre-feet saved last year. The voluntary, multi-state program will pay water users up to $8.7 million to temporarily use less water. The program kicked off in 2023 in response to federal calls to cut back on water use in the drought-stressed river basin. After a shaky rollout last year, this year's relaunch is moving forward with more applications, more potential water savings, and more money for participants. For more information on all of these stories, visit our website, coloradosun.com. And don't forget to tune in again next time. Now a quick message from our team. This is Christina Pritchett, Marketing and Events Specialist at the Colorado Sun. In my role, I get to witness the Sun's impact on our state firsthand. I always leave our events feeling inspired by those who attend and share the impact that the Sun has in their daily lives. If you're a follower of the Sun, please reach out and tell us what you think of our reporting and let us know how it makes a difference in your life. The Sun is member-supported, so if you're not yet a member, please consider joining us today at coloradosun.com.
www.ebaymartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartinsmartin